Are you treating your online marketing like a magic eight ball? Should you be? Stay tuned and find out. Being an entrepreneur sounds like, yes, another new client. I did it. But it can also sound like, I am really not understanding this technology. And I'm feeling so overwhelmed. Am I even cut out for this? That's why I started the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast to help infopreneurs, coaches, and course creators who want to build a business online but are battling technology, overwhelm, procrastination, and even imposter syndrome. Think successfully, think differently, think bigger, and take action by learning tips from an array of business owners, all dropping knowledge on the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. What is up? What is up? What the hell is up, my Dark Horse friends and family? Welcome back to another dose of Magic 8 Ball Marketing Learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brickman, and I've been in the coaching and course creation, oh gosh, and even online space since like the 90s. So got a little experience under my belt, and yet here I am still learning. And that's what I'm here to share with you, what I have learned, what I'm still learning about course creation, coaching, entrepreneurship, infopreneurship, personal development, and, and so forth. Which begs the question, who are you? And to me, my friend, that is infinitely more important. You are a driven entrepreneur. More specifically, an infopreneur either with or seeking a coaching or and or an online course model in your business. Or perhaps you're just hoping to have that very, very soon. Either way, you're here because you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up with some great marketing, personal, or business tips and results in order to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And that would be why I am reaching out to you with yet another solo success episode here, coming to you straight from the Dark Horse HQ as we dive deep into your infopreneur and course creation success with actionable advice, tips, and steps designed to help you level up your game because we already know there are no shortcuts to success. Yeah, I'm sad to say, except for taking those little steps towards goal every single day. Now let's turn on the Wayback Clock for a minute, shall we? Just go, there's the Wayback Clock for us. And when we were kids, and I say we in the operative term, when we were kids, some of us had a magic eight ball, right? Remember it? Big black eight ball in your hand. I mean, especially when you're a kid, this thing was ginormous. And you would, you know, maybe close your eyes and shake the ball and ask it a question. And then you'd flip it over and you'd get an answer. Now, the answer, if the answer was positive, it would probably say, well, it would say one of the following. It is certain. It is decidedly so. Without a doubt. Yes, definitely. You may rely on it. As I see it, yes. Most likely, outlook good. Just simply, yes. And then finally, all signs point to yes. Now, sometimes the magic ace ball would also give you more of a, a let's call it a, a neutral answer, right? And in that case, the, the options were reply hazy, try again, which case we usually shook it right up and just write back for another answer. Uh, the other ones were ask again later. I better not tell you now. I cannot predict now. Actually, I didn't say I. I think it was just cannot predict now. And then concentrate and ask again. Now, 
I personally, and maybe you as well, if you had your own Magic 8-Ball or even borrowed one from a friend, I was always frustrated and even annoyed when any of those answers popped up in the window. Worse still, um, I was probably more so was uh, when I had hoped for a positive answer and instead I got one of the following. Don't count on it. My reply is no. My sources say no. Outlook, not good. Or the final one, very doubtful. Now, I can hear you right now. But that was, uh, it was just a toy. And the answers were random. What does this have to do with online marketing? Well, my friends, that's a very good question. Now, here's, I want to step back for a brief moment. I want you to pay attention to something because I listed off all the exact answers that were available to you via your Magic 8-Ball. And if you noticed, 10 of them were positive, 5 were neutral, and 5 were negative. Now, if you know these numbers, you can word your question in such a way that you could increase your odds of getting the answer you wanted. In other words... You could fool yourself into thinking the game was giving you the answer you'd hoped for, when in fact, you were rigging it to get the answer you wanted. And when it comes to your business, your life, your relationships, we can do the same thing, right? (laughs) Yeah, I can feel you nodding your your head right now. Um, Our memories, let's be honest, aren't always that great. Even you smart folks, right? Yes, I'm talking to you. You're very intelligent. Sometimes your memory is mistaken. I'm just going to say it. Think about to a certain promotion, maybe that brought you in lots of new clients, maybe lots of money. Yeah? Did it really? Sometimes we think a certain promotion brought in lots of X, money, clients, opportunities, when it actually didn't. We think that something else we're doing is a complete waste of time And it's not. Let me give you a quick example of what I'm talking about here. You're thinking of retiring one of your products because, you know, you're thinking it's just not selling anymore. But then you go look at your stats. And I highly advise all of you do that sometime today now that I've brought this to your your mindset. You go look at your stats and you see that this product that you thought wasn't selling so hot is actually bringing you in $1,000 a month with very little promotion. So, big deal, right? Well, perhaps instead of retiring the product, maybe it's time to spend a little more time uh, and money bringing traffic to that offer. If you're doing very little promotion to it and it's bringing you in $1,000 a month, imagine what you could do with good quality, high volume of traffic, Hmm? okay? Another example. How about those affiliate links that you've placed inside your your free reports or inside your content? Um, You know, maybe you think they're not doing anything. You're thinking, well, why bother to keep those links in your new reports you're ready to come out with or even update the links in the reports you have? Once again, I'm going to tell you, go to your stats. You should, right? Remember we talked about this, oh uh, gosh, it was just an episode not too long ago, uh, and I'm scanning my my memory right now. It was episode 357 where we talked about conversion rates and open rates and why they were important. Go back and look at those. Go look at your stats. When you go look at those stats, you'll probably see that each link is, I don't know, let, let's say, 
for safety's sake, uh, that they're bringing in 50 bucks a month. Not bad for something that's taking zero work whatsoever. Two links in each of your five reports, that could mean $500 a month as a passive income stream for doing nothing extra. Hmm? And here's the other thing. If you're linked to an affiliate program that you highly believe in and that brings high value, remember we talked about this before, is associating yourself with other awesome products and you being thought of as awesome as a result. Now, you really can't put a price tag on that, but there's that going on at the same time. If I remember correctly, that was back in episode uh, 343, How to Make Your Product Awesome by association. So go check that one out if you haven't already listened to that. I guess in the big scheme of things here, the point I'm trying to make here is that your stats are your magic eight ball of your business. They will tell you exactly what you should be doing more of, where your focus should be, and what you need to change or even drop, right? Stop relying on guesswork or even your fallible memory. I, I'm sorry. I said I like I, that's how I think about it. You know, I, I consider myself pretty intelligent, right? Pretty wise with experience and pretty worldly in the things I've uh, gone through in my 50 plus years on this big blue spinning globe. And I make mistakes. My memory is fallible, right? I can remember a client who had an amazing product and they're still selling it to this day. And I have not worked with them for, gosh, going on four or five years now. And I worked with with them for five years. And one of the things I remember early on in the time with this client was they were getting ready to drop a, a very profitable product. And they were like, well, the sales just seem to be going down, down, and down each year. And I went back and looked at the stats right? You feel on a trend with this right here? Uh, I went back and looked at the stats and, and they were right. The overall sales had declined year over year, but here was the catch. The sales didn't like slowly drop off. As you can imagine, they were in apparel, uh, like you can imagine this, but they were an apparel company. As you can imagine, as part of this uh, sales pattern, you know, they have their bumps and their ups and downs during the course of the year. And then the back half of the year, you know, from Black Friday on, of course, you like everybody else in, in, in the market selling um, apparel, uh, things just skyrocketed. And what I found is that they would go into October, maybe even November, hot and heavy, the sales just doing this mad rocket climb. And then before Christmas, right? It would just fall straight off. Here's what was happening. They were basing their sales off the previous year and then saying, oh, let's give it a five or 10% increase. And they would order five or 10% more. What they did not go back and look at was the fact that they were only 70 to 80% through the year that they had just looked at when their sales fell off. Their sales fell off, ladies and gentlemen, because they ran out of product. So if you had projected that sales percent out, say they sold 100 units and they were 7% through, well, they would have sold 170, right? Well, what they did is they would buy 110 for the following year and they would have a better year overall as a business. And they're like, ugh, it's still not doing good. Everything else is going up, you know, 20 and 30%. This guy only went up 
five or 10, you know? And again, you'd look at the numbers and you'd see the sales fell off early in the season, early in their peak season, and they lost even more opportunity this year. So I, you know, showed them this information. Here's what you need to do. If we looked at how this thing trended year over year, you lost 170 units here, 210 units there. What you need to do is buy 300 units. Just put the money on the table. Buy, and of course, the numbers were a lot bigger than this. Buy the 300 units and then blow them out. Just let them go. Stop worrying about everything. And they did that and they still ran out. They ran out later in the season. Because the rocket ride, the hockey stick that we always see in the back half of the year, continued up. But instead of being 70% short, now they were only 20 30% short. So they realized, oh my gosh, this thing was not a dog. It was a winner, winner, chicken dinner. But they couldn't see that by just looking at one piece of the pie. They had to go and look at the universe that was going on for this product and when it was running out and why it was running out and et cetera, et cetera. So I'll come back and say again that relying on guesswork and a basic assumption and even your memory, right, is going to cost you money. Let's say you have a coaching program that you open up for three days each month and then you go look at your stats and you see that skipping a single month Costs you $3,000 in, in revenue. Hmm? Now you know that not only to make it a priority um, of your uh, part of your monthly promotion, it's got to be a priority. Um, also, you know to increase how often you open it, right? Such as maybe every four weeks. Maybe you, you could get an extra few thousand dollars each year instead of opening it up. Uh, you know, once a month, maybe you open it up every three weeks. Mm -hmm. If it can work, maybe every two weeks. I don't know. However it works for you, look at the numbers and see, wow, what could I do to make this work even better? Or let's look at uh, maybe you fondly remember that first promotion that you did that brought in $5,000. So we all remember that, right? That first, how many um, businesses, brick and mortar usually, you'll walk into and you'll see that that quote-unquote first dollar in a frame up on the wall. And you remember, much as like I do, the first time you made a significant amount of money. In this example, we're talking, you know, the first time your promotion brought in $5,000. But then something tells you, maybe a podcast by a dark horse tells you to go look at your stats. And you realize, holy crap, I put up $3,400 in affiliate fees then there was the PayPal fees, and there was expenses, and really, I only earned $1,600. Now, I don't want you to get depressed about that. You still made $5,000, right, in gross revenue. However, net profit, you only made $1,600. So maybe the next time that you're bragging about your first promotion, how it hit it out of the park, be sure to let your students know that you, my friend, are a mortal marketer just like me, who started at the bottom just like them, right? That, yeah, you made $5,000, but here's some of the mistakes you made and you've learned from and you do better now. You've learned how to trim down your affiliate fees, by st but still have affiliates, you know, selling for you. How you're able to cut down your payment processing fees 
right? How you're able to earn more money at the bottom line, even maybe from that same $10,000 or the same $5,000 in this example, and how you can teach them to go from being a mortal marketer to be the marketing god. <laughs> okay, should have used the sound effects on that one. Anyway, because, you know, I think at the end of the day, maybe it's time just to stop bragging how your uh, promotion hit it out of the park and just be real. Yeah. Maybe a brag from a different angle. Look, I came from the bottom. Now I'm just a few steps ahead of you. All right. What if you want to, uh, here's another example. What if you want to dump one of your streams of income? For example, let's use the affiliate marketing example. I just kind of uh, hammered on, right? Maybe you're tired of uh, being, being an affiliate for a program, uh, for a program that launches or every program that launches, you could really um, grind through a lot of man hours because there's program launching every day and you want to focus all your elephant, uh, all your elephants, <laughs> all your efforts on promoting your own products. Hmm? Nothing wrong with that. But how you do that? Well, the first thing you need to do is learn how much affiliate income that you have been making each month from all those efforts. Now, once you know that, you know how much you need to increase the sales of your products just to break even. So maybe you, you're looking at this going, well, I don't want to put in all the, all the grunt work that goes into creating, a, you know, a, an affiliate promotion. It's not like you just go send an email and, you know, it's, it's easy. There's way more to it than that if you're really good at it, you know, especially um, – the early stages. I think there's a point where some of the great affiliate marketers, it is that easy for them, but they worked to get there, right? So look at how much affiliate uh, revenue you're bringing in and realize if you want to stop doing that, that's how much you need to increase the sales of your current products or new products just to break even. That's not even pulling ahead. So now you can build yourself a plan to start backpedaling from one and stepping on the gas in the other. And you know, I think at the end of the day, even if you look at your stats and you cringe, oh my God, I didn't realize it was that bad. They are still your best prognosticator of earnings to come. And they will tell you every single time where you need to spend your efforts to increase your income, where you need to spend your efforts to decrease your expenses and where to spend your efforts to stop the waste. All right. So I think I have um, done, this is probably the third or fourth episode of late, has really kind of drilled into the fact there's importance in knowing your numbers. And let's be clear, if you're not tracking the right numbers or if you don't know what they are, then you're guaranteed to be leaving a lot of money on the table. And that's because big profits in your business and in your life, uh, lay hidden and most often untapped in these quote-unquote magic numbers of your business. That begs the question is, do you know how to unlock these profits? Now, the reason I wanted to, I'm asking you that right now is because I'm going to do a lead magnet. Uh, hopefully by the time this episode publishes on Monday morning, uh, number one, you're listening to it. There should be a, a sign-up form on my website, darkhorseschooling.com, where you could get the new success formula guide. Now, here's what I'm going to be doing with this. So early adopters, you're going to be the winning side, all right? Early adopters are going to get the whole thing for free. 
right? I'm going to try this as a lead magnet first. And then as I get input from the early adopters, I'm going to add additional information to it. And then it's going to become a for sale product. But here's currently what's inside. The number one key to the world's most successful businesses that they use to grow their profits and how you can do the same thing. Three surefire ways to get your customers to spend more money with you every time they take out their credit card. Six things that you can test right now, as soon as you finish reading about it, to maximize your order form in the form of upsells and cross-sales. We're going to talk about nine ways to boost your lifetime value for your customer. If you don't know what lifetime value is, we'll explain that. And when you do this, you'll make more money the easy way. Um, we're going to answer the questions. What customers, uh, I mean, is that if you want customers to spend money with you, then you need to use these sim six simple ways to create a better customer experience. It works better than you think, right? This, this is what's on inside there right now. So it, again, early adopters are going to get this free and I'm not done, right? I got a few more to share with you. There's going to be five simple things you can do to reduce refunds, create happier customers and generate more repeat orders. Who doesn't want that? We're talking about three ways to increase member retention, reduce refunds, and this is this time here, we're going to be doing some refunds on recurring billing offers. So maybe you're running a SaaS or a membership site, right? Uh, you definitely want to check that out. And you'll discover a simple way to retain existing customers and get new customers at the same time. What did you say? Yes, I did say that. And then you'll find out which nine factors have the greatest impact on your conversion rates. Once you know this, you can extract more money out of your business at every single turn. Plus, you'll have to find out how to structure your offers for maximum profit. So this is going to end up being a product. But right now, what I'm doing is I'm putting it out as a lead magnet because I want to get the early adopters. I want to get their input. Hey, Tracy, this is great, but you didn't answer this question or that question. And you've heard me talk about this. Listen to your market. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right here with you. So um, what I want you to do, my call to action for this episode is go to my website, www.darkhorseschooling.com. You heard it in the very beginning, and you'll hear it at the very end. And down at the bottom of the page, you'll see uh, the, the sign-up form, right? Uh, just give me your email address, and I'll send this to you. That's it. Then I'm going to charge you for it. That's it. Of course, I want your email address. It's an exchange of value. And trust me, my friend, you are getting the better end of the deal. <laughs> I say that in jest, but I will be reaching out to you probably in a week or two after you've gotten a chance to read through it. And then I'm going to ask you, what what is missing? What gems did you get out of it? What other questions you might have that are not, that are not answered in there? And then I'm going to fill that out more and turn it into a full-blown product with your help. And here's what I'm going to do. Right. For the first folks that end up coming back to me with replies after they've reviewed this document and gone through it um, and then they share with me, Tracy, here's 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 the pros I got out of it and here's what's missing. Right. I'm going to make sure that your website, your podcast, your Facebook page, whatever it is you use to market will be included as a resource right? For your expertise, right? That's me giving the value back. So you're going to want to check this out, 
I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing it all onto the table. I'm putting all the things I keep telling you here to the test. All right, so there you have it. That's my call to action. I want you to go out there, darkhorseschooling.com, down at the bottom, give me your email address, and I'll send this right over to you. And then expect, you know, of course you'll see some emails from me. I don't pepper you too much, uh, but definitely you'll see an email from me uh, about a week or two afterwards to start asking you for your insights, your questions, your thoughts. Um, and then we'll just, we'll go from there. All right. Looking forward to learning more about you. So with that, you get out there, you run your race, you get your results. And once again, come let me hear about them. I'm serious. Tracy at darkhorseschooling.com. Tell me the tip or idea that you came away with, how you put it into action and what results you got from it. Who knows? Probably bring you on the show and let you share your story. Until next time, think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.